Hello friends and welcome to Fey Earth, a magical world set in an alternate 19th century Earth, where every creature from folklore and fairy tale is real, have always been real, and lived alongside humanity. Join our adventurers as they explore a world of arcane mysteries and danger, where the new scientific and industrial age collides with an ancient world of fairy and magic. Hello folks and welcome to Fey Earth, an indie TTRPG set in an alternate 19th century Earth where all the creatures from folklore and fairy tale are real, have always been real and live alongside humanity. Our game is set in the year 1872 in an alternate France that is recovering from a pretty brutal war it lost against the Fey nation of Arcadia that it neighbours. Our heroes have been doing a lot of different things. They found themselves often acting as intermediaries between humans and fae because human-fae relations have become quite strained. Um, they had just finished um, fighting some ghosts in a haunted house and are hopefully going to be moving back to Paris um, soon. But before that, we have a new face at our table. Very excited to announce uh, a new player to the group, Safia. So if you'd like to introduce yourself... Hi everyone, I'm Sophia Dejan. I'm a fantasy writer and I love to write TTRPG content as well as join some streams. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram as Sophia underscore D. And currently I'm working on Cloudbreaker Alliance, which is a fun project that mixes the art of war and anime. If you want to follow and find a lot of how I like to incorporate Middle Eastern stories and tabletop gaming, follow me. All right, thank you very much. We're very excited to have you. Um, and um, uh, Safi's character, Fruz, will be joining the game at an appropriate moment in the narrative. So, um, the party... Oh, actually, we'll have someone give me a very quick recap of our last session for the inspiration done. I can give that recap. So, the last game we were, I suppose, recruited by a elder brother who was worried about his whereabouts of his younger brother. He had gone into a haunted house at the, I suppose, because of peer pressure, you know, let's call a spade a spade. And the party decided to, hey, listen, we'll do the job because that's what we do. We go around doing things that most people wouldn't. And we went into this haunted house. We scoped it out and we found that the house was very badly burnt down and it belonged to a doctor who was a monster. And we quickly dispatched him and we found the older brother's younger brother being actually protected by the ghost of the wife of this doctor. And we got the kid. We also got a bit of loot. Uh, Amanada kind of dove straight into that chest. <laughs> and yeah. So that was the end of that, and now the party will be heading towards Paris. Okay, so that you get one D8 inspiration die that you can use at any point um, for an ability test during the game. So, um, you've had a very fun night of celebration with everybody. And don't forget to use it. <laughs> So, I've, I've been fairly good with that, in fairness. You, you are, you're, you're one of the better players for that. So um, You're better than I am. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there was a lot of celebration having brought back the young boy, uh, Robert, um, and you had a good night drinking and food and all the rest of that, and you just had a pretty decent night's sleep. They, they made room for you in the house. And then the next morning after breakfast, um, the older brother, um, Antoine, uh, says that he will drive you to Lyon because he knows that's where you are going to be heading next, okay? Um, unless anybody has anything really exciting that they wanted to do, I am perfectly happy with us doing a time skip, because it is two days to Paris. Um, it takes you about four or five hours to get to Lyon, and then you're getting a later afternoon train uh, to Dijon, and spending the night in a guest house there, we'll say it's five copper each, um, and then the train to Paris the next day. So the, in all total with train tickets and everything, we'll say probably about seven, eight silver um, each for everything, okay? Can we say can we say that during all the travels, Justine was like trying to decode and read um, Sebastian's journal? 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's something that's that's going to be kind of, a, I'm assuming, an ongoing thing with you if you're not doing stuff, especially if you're in situations like on, on trains where you could be comfortably seated seated and um, studying and um, that you're going to be doing that. And we will be slowly doing some more roles on that um, to see how well you're doing. OK, um, uh, uh, with, with respect to because like, as we did say, you had some you have had one or two roles already. And it's like you're kind of can follow bits of it, but it's like very advanced. This is stuff that people have theorized, but nobody had ever previously managed to actually um, uh, to actually perfect this idea or the uh, a prosthesis that um, somebody could control with their mind. Okay, so um, you arrive in Paris on Sunday, kind of late afternoon, probably about half or five. Um, so far, use of this being crashing at Amanada's parents' pad, and they don't seem to be there a lot. They seem to be very busy people out a lot of the time. So you haven't actually met Amanada's parents yet, okay? Um, you know, all you know is that they're busy, diplomatic-y type people, so they're away a lot, okay? And they have money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, they're not like. They're not crazy rich like nobility, but they are very well off. Okay. Sylvia uh, is at one point going to ask Amanada just like, if your parents were to come home and find us all here, would that be a problem? I would hate for you to get into trouble. Oh, no. Um, it wouldn't be an issue back home. It's fairly common for family to just stop by and announce and. We host them for however long they're around. So it's very natural for them to find people in their house that they may not have been prepared for. They... Really? Oh, oh yes. if I had done this, I don't even want to think about what my parents would say, especially my father. He hates for anything that is not within his control. But your parents would be all right that we are here? Culturally, for us, it's not much of a big deal. It's very much a part of life. Um, we had family who lived all over the country, so and they didn't always write in advance. They didn't always know when they were going to be stopping by, so it's very common for people to stop by. Sometimes my parents have their own guests who just stop by unannounced because they happen to be in Paris, so it's quite it's quite normal. Yes, they might feel a bit surprised and believe me you will see when they are surprised but aside from that it's perfectly normal they they're very welcoming people they've always okay. had an open door policy i would just hate for you to you know to incur the wrath of your parents or or anything like that so um i i am also an only child so i do get i do get treated like such i i assume i think i think Christine would have met uh, I mean, as parents, so you see, in hearing this conversation, she would come to Sylvia and be like, "Don't worry, don't worry, Sylvia. Um, I'm not as parents are lovely. You would love them, and they would love you back. There is nothing to worry about." Oh, I I don't know about that, but that is very reassuring because I I was worried for you, you know. I, I would oh, for you to no, it it wouldn't be an issue. And plus, my parents probably already know about. All of you, since you've already stayed in the house, the housekeeper would have told them about my friends. My parents like to keep me safe, and they probably already know your names. Oh, okay. Um, all right. Well, if if that's okay, all, all right. Okay, this this is good. Um, Sylvia, um, we, we do. We <laughs> are my parents are diplomats. It's kind of what they do, knowing the people around them it's a part of it's part of who they are they're not judgmental they just want to know how to greet you address you to make sure that your stay is as comfortable as possible so don't worry we're not running around trying to get secrets on your life oh i didn't think that i would just hate for you to be be in trouble with your parents because well, the last time I was in trouble with my parents, I had to leave and join the army. So, uh, <laughs> uh, so that that is how that went. 
But um, apologies. Uh, do you think maybe um, when we get to Paris, we could go to uh, Madame Gautier? Oh, of course. Um, I can always get a. I suppose we can try and get a carriage or whatever we need to get there. Um, it should be no. It should be no problem. Depending on what time we get there, of course. So, if we arrive too late, we'll have to wait until the morning. Well, you're arriving on Sunday, so it's closed. Okay. okay. Yeah. Okay. No oh, problem. of course. Right. Sorry. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, as I said, you do arrive in Paris in later the afternoon. Head to Amanada's um, home, where you are put up. People sharing rooms and bundling up because there's like it's not like it's a crazy eight bedroom house, but there oh, is. No, but there are, there's a couple of guest bedrooms. Like there's, I think we said there was two guest bedrooms. So people are able to bunk up. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So um, the next day that you get up, have, having had breakfast, and I believe you said you all wanted to go to Madame Gautier's. Yes? Oui. Mm-hmm. So you head to the um, shop of the artificer that the party has met. Um, is kind of making connections with when in particular developing connections with um you and you get there about maybe half nine okay um you it's 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 early in the morning and it's quite quiet all right so you see um madame godier she's talking there's a a, she's talking about a woman um who who's You're guessing from the conversation some sort of a dressmaker, okay? And um, she they're talking about some Magitech. And enchanted needles are a very common thing that artificers make. Simple needles that, you know, will just run long, straight seam stitches, um, which is great when you're doing dressmaking, you know, that you can... They, they um, it's you, you won't get needles that can do complex work like embroidery or really complex work like sleeves uh, because sleeves are a curse as anybody who's ever done dressmaking knows um but simple things like long seams they can do and and they're discussing like ways they could try to improve upon this because the thing is that within the factories there are like automated looms some of which are powered by magic others of which are powered by machinery this is the thing and there is talk people have been working on trying to design uh, an automated sewing machine and so having a bit of a chat about this and Manangari is basically saying look I could maybe do something like this but to be perfectly honest with you um, I'm not entirely sure how advantageous it would be compared to what we can do with the enchanted needles, you know? And while I have this conversation, you do see is another um, assistant um, just in the background working around um, who you've seen before, slightly darker skin, um, wearing a very unusual blue kind of garment with a gold detailing around the um, the front and the collar, okay? Um, and they, they talk for him, he said, oh, well, I'll have some looks, we'll work on some designs, we'll see what we can do. And he goes, um, uh, madame, and she goes and she leaves. And as she's leaving, Madame Gaudi looks up to you, she says, Ah, oh, it is my favorite people and my favorite person, gesturing to Gwyn. And then she goes up saying hello to you all. Everybody gets their two kisses, Gwyn gets three. And she's like, How are we all doing? How, um, and then she turns down to you, me, and she's like, And how is your brother, my dear? He's doing he's doing quite well actually. Thank you so much for asking. Um as soon as he got home he really improved so much. Um yeah, so um I think he's gonna be okay. Thank you so much then. No, no, of course, of course. Um a, a horrible thing that happens to him, but um also if you, as I said before, fascinating as well from a strictly technical perspective, of course. Um I think the arm on its own would have been fine if it hadn't been for this weird plate on his chest and the rest yeah. that happened to him, the you know. Extra attachments added to him and the mind control yeah. turning him into a yeah. a soldier killer per like I think the I think there's huge potential for 
simple prosthesis for people who have lost limbs. And especially after the war, there's a lot of that. Um, yes, absolutely. Um, but um, nonetheless, um, um, I assume you are all here for a reason. Um, you are not well, idle women. I would like to buy an arcanogram for oh, you. Oh, of course, that please. That's that. They are very, very. They're 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 very very simple. Um, um, and Faru, she can take care of that for you. Gesturing to the assistant, um, um, who then gets goes over to one of the shelves and takes down like. Arcanograms are like the bread and butter of artificers, you know. Arcanograms, yeah. enchanted fairy globes, um, goblin sparks to light your pipes, enchanted needles. They are like the bread and butter everyday items that people will buy, um, you know, for their... Like, they, they are everyday common things. So, like, yeah. any artificer is usually going to have at least five arcanograms in stock at any time. Right. Okay. So um, the uh, assistant time. comes up and she's like, starts working off for you. Um, is that, well, and the rest of you, um, anybody interested in anything else? Uh, for the moment, miss. Thank you so much, madam. Yeah, Amanana probably wouldn't be looking for anything else. Well, also, because you have a legendary magical item, item I'm not allowed to you get have to level up a few more levels before you can actually use another magic soon, item. Soon, love, soon. Or you could give someone else the legendary magical ring of invisibility. No! Yeah. <laughs> no! If, if I'm not going I shudder to think of the shenanigans. So I I just give me a moment here. Actually, yeah, no, I don't have a goblin purse. I only No, but I I are they I can't remember if they're rare or very very rare. Or are they just uncommon? They're rare. Thanks. They're two points. Two points. Oh there we go. Yeah, so it's two points. So no. Um the the ring is six points and you're seventh level. So one power point per level. And um, so a legendary item is six power points. So you could get an uncommon item, but so just like you could get some. Yeah, I mean, there's a couple of things you could get maybe that you might consider. But um, yeah, it's also a hundred gold, guys. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, we like it's not like we're running out of power straight away, so I can always come back if I do decide there's something that I want. Yeah. Well, does the part do you guys want to just like take a minute? Um, um, like you guys can have a chat amongst yourselves about what you would like, you know? Oh, actually, I might I might get some sharpening oil for my cane sword. Yeah, we could certainly do yeah. that. Um, and that is um, that is a um, a consumable. No, it's it, it's a oh, it, so it's it a consumable, so it doesn't it doesn't count. You know. Oh, deadly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Because looking at the sheet, it says. Okay. I thought you. I, I don't know why I thought like sharpening oil. You'd like actually clean the. No, 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 that doesn't. You do, but it because it's consumable. It's a set number of doses. Any mm-hmm. consumable doesn't count. Okay, yeah, no, I'll definitely, I'll probably get maybe two of those. Well, so you are looking to get, apologies, um, oil of, uh, so you're looking to get the oil of, so there's a few different things you can get. There's the oil of true sharpness, so when you use it um, to sharpen the blade, it gains the following properties. This is what Mina has for Albert. Um, It's considered... The, the weapon becomes considered magical for the purpose of um, when attacking creatures invulnerable to mundane items uh, on mundane weapons. And with the blade also ignores non-metal mundane armor. Okay? okay. Um, the armor rating for mundane metal is halved and non-metal armor made from hides of magical creatures and, and stuff is reduced by two, but it has no impact on enchanted armor and lasts for five days, and a standard bottle holds 20 doses. Okay, yeah. I'll and, then, get and, and one bottle is 50 gold. Okay, so, so I'll get one of those, but I also want to get the sharpening oil. That the, is the sharpening oil. Oil of true sharpness. 
Or are you thinking of something else? That's it, yeah. No, there's one on the un oh, uncommon list. That's it. Yeah, that one. Oh, okay. Sorry. Oh, there's that one, which is a simpler version. Okay. Um, all, yeah, that, just, all, all that one does is just um, makes, like, it just makes them sharper uh, and impervious to rust. And they gain a, um, they gain a plus one um, mm -hmm. to damage and are considered magic for the, per but they don't have all the uh, effects on armor. And also, I'd like to get... Actually, I think that might be what Albert has as well, is the sharpening up, not the other one. Because that's 100 doses. I got the one with the 100 doses, actually. Yeah, that's I don't the sharpening, yeah, sharpening oil. So, so um, you, uh, you want to get that to 25 gold? Yeah, no, I'll get I'll get the, the ingestible one. I'll also get the sharpening oil, and I would like to get some goblin picks and more sure shots. Good call. Sure, okay. So goblin picks, they're 10. Yep. Okay, for a pack of picks. Okay, and um, the uh, a bottle of sure shot that's your plus one, and they these are um, in a pack of um, I believe it's 20, um, and that is oh no, sorry, it's not, it's a pack of five, and they're um, they're one gold each. Okay, dokie. So uh, now, I mean, I know you have a lot of treasures just found, um, and uh, there's a couple of more expensive things that some of the party might want to get. So if you guys want to have a chat amongst yourselves for a minute and be like, just one moment, Madame Godier, we're just going to go over here for a minute. You guys can be talking about that. Hmm. Um, well, I was thinking of getting a moon lamp to help us in case we had any more adventures into the Fey Realm. It's more that's for, for portals, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah. So the, the thing with them is like you've got your yeah, your moon lamp. So what they do is they give off a glow that mimics the properties of moonlight. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And if you also have um some moon dust, which is really expensive. One thing at a time. A handful of that thrown in the air on, on a full moon. If it lands on a spot that is a portal to the Fey Realm, it reveals an altar support. Yes. So you yeah, can get a moon. Really you can, you can get a moon realm. lamp, but the moon lamp on its own won't necessarily work without moon dust. Oh, I know. Yeah, it's just one thing at a time, and that's yeah. what I can afford. I just um, know there have been many occasions in the past where we've needed to get into a Fey realm, and it is or into like a Fey mound, and it yeah. is handy to have. So I'm gonna get that, mm -hmm. the pot yeah. of brewing, and a fairy cloak, which are just two comfort items. Okay, so. Fairy yeah, um, the fairy cloak. So a fine garment made usually of tightly woven but usually light woolen fabrics. Normally they come to mid-calf with holes for the arms and offer some protection from the elements. They will keep the wearer warm and dry in all but the most torrential rain and freezing weather. They do not, however, shrink or expand as more powerful garments are known to do. So when you purchase one, you know, you'd be like, it may or may not be the correct size, okay? That's and then, cool. what was the other thing you said you wanted to get? A pot of um, brewing. Pot of brewing. So this is, and um, Safia, you would probably appreciate this, a enchanted pot, and um, the magic of them is such that whenever you add tea leaves of any sort and cold water, the pot instantly heats the water to the perfect temperature for the type of leaf in the pot. Sounds glorious. Wait, I would love that. Sylvia so doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah. So She's yeah, the crushing. pot of brewing is five gold. A fairy cloak is five, and a moon lamp is fifteen. Um, 15. Yeah, I just have a running list, running shopping list. So it's whatever I can afford at the moment. But so the only thing that costs you a power point is that moon lamp. So you need to be yeah. checking what where you're at power points wise, because you're nearly full as well. I think are you? I'm nearly full, but I have one or two left. I'll okay. Just check. Yeah, I think you're all right. That the pendant is only one PowerPoint. Uh, I have a quick question yes. about bracelet of accuracy. Uh huh. I, I thought you I, <laughs> uh, I can't see if it's got any power. 
It's uncommon, free. so it's one. Okay, cool. So I do, I do have... I you, can get that. You could get that if you wanted to. And um, when using a projectile weapon, you get a plus one uh, bonus to your attack. So that would be a plus one bonus to attack with your revolver. Deadly. Okay. Or if you were to throw a dagger or something silly like that. Yeah. Okay. Jesus, the shopping list. <laughs> now they are expensive. That's 50 gold. I know, I know, but it will like it it's handy. What if I don't have any like short shot or anything like that? You know? Well so. it's like that stacks as well. Like all of those modifiers stack, so it's a permanent plus one when attacking with a projectile with a ranged weapon. So if you're firing your revolver and you have plus one bullets of sure shot, that's now and you've got the bracelet of accuracy, that's a plus, that's two, plus two, you know, so it does stack. Yeah. Okay. I will be getting that as well and yeah, I'll leave that for now. Okay, right. So, anybody got any other stuff that they're looking to get? Um, Arcanograms, they're only 10 gold. 10 gold, yes. You have one. I have you a work have one. one. It, yeah, but it doesn't matter. It's As long as you know the code, you send the message. Yeah, true. Okay, right. fine. So, if you want to send a message via Arcanogram, you just need to know the glyphs for the recipient. Okay, okay. Basically, a mobile phone. Um, Basically, mobile, yeah. <laughs> no, Mina's gonna go up to Madame Gauthier and is like, um, you were saying before that you might be able to do some enchantments on um, Albert, but um, I was just wondering, like, what you might be able to do and um, how long and how much it would uh, cost me. Well, as I said before, it all depends on what manner of enchantment you would like. Um, so do you want to make the blade a blade that is enchanted so that it keeps a sharper edge at all times, has a magical energy in it so will work against creatures that are immune to mundane weapons such as specters and certain types of fey do you want it to be slightly better than just a simple honed blade or do you want it to have specific abilities hmm what could you do um like sharp would definitely be something although i do you know look after him and the oil has really helped mm. but could you maybe put some extra ability maybe some lightning can. or something like that lightning absolutely i love the idea of this now we are getting into a proper conversation my dear so um, would you be so kind as to, I assume that, um, your weapon is in your purse? Oh, yes. Yeah. Mina pulls out Albert. Mm -hmm. So, hmm. I see. Okay. It's a fine quality blade. Um, it's, if it was made of maybe fey iron, then it would hold an enchantment more easily and more strongly, but it's still a good, good quality blade. Would give it a enchantment that would make it hold an edge more surely, and in in we could, we could give it an like I suppose it all depends on what what kind of additional powers you wanted to have. If you wish that every time you strike with it, it also summons lightning and electrical energy in the attack. That would be very powerful, difficult, expensive item to make if we gave it an ability such that you could summon lightning through it a number of times in a single day. That would be less expensive. Okay, okay, okay. Um... Are you, is it possible if I choose, let's say, to summon lightning a couple of times during the day that at a later stage, if I have more funds, maybe I could change the job? Or is that not possible? You would not necessarily be able to change it, but we could build on it. 
fantastic. That's or, brilliant. I mean, we could build on an existing enchantment or add a secondary enchantment. Oh, that sounds interesting. Um, yeah, so if we start with the light, summon lightning a couple of times, because depending on who I fight, you know, mm -hmm. I might need the extra oomph. Mm -hmm. How much would we talk about here? Give me a moment, please. And she goes and she, she, she pulls out a ledger and she starts writing it and taking some calculations and, and challenge cost and okay and okay. How soon do you need it? Uh, well, we haven't really have any plans for the moment, so I don't think it's that. Because um, the um, urgency would uh, urgent. impact the price. Um, I could put such an enchantment on it and have it ready for you in about two weeks, and that would cost about 150 gold. I could have it done for you in five days, but that would be closer to 300 gold. Right, right, right. Okay, okay. So, um, just, just, well, as, just as a reminder, a lot of, yeah. um, the treasures that you found in the haunted house, the golden necklace set with rubies and emeralds, you estimate to be worth about 150. Yeah, because if I buy that, I'm bankrupt, basically. Um, well, Mina, I think we can agree that Albert is a member of the party, and you certainly have my blessing if you wish to add on this enchantment to him. Yeah, I think it's Absolutely. a good idea. He is very, he is very, he's been very helpful in so many of our encounters, so. Oh, nice. I say sweet. We, we wouldn't be alive if not for Albert. Yeah. Albert the Halbert. <laughs> I'm not You're I'm not buying sweet. anything. So um I'll I'll consider it in, as an investment into my own future. Yeah, mm. that's a good way of looking at it. So I'll trade in the uh what was it, the necklace? So do you take out the gold yeah. necklace and she sees that and she's like, Oh my, this is this is quite precious. If you don't mind my asking, where did you Find such an exquisite piece. Oh, some haunted house. Don't even get me there. Of course, uh, of course. <laughs> A haunted house, of course. Yes, uh, we helped. Um, we helped a brother locate his younger brother, and in the in this house that had been effectively abandoned, we managed to find the, I suppose, the the specters of the. People used to live there, as well as the wife's old belongings, and oh. seem to have gotten her blessing to take them. I've dealt with spectres once or twice. Ghastly creatures. Yeah. Oh, well, in there was one main spectre, and the other was a very helpful ghost. So most of the time, they're horrible creatures because they can't move on because there's something trapping them. And to be honest with you, between you oh, and me, he was an awful, most... horrible. Yeah, most of the time, impulses. yeah, people whose souls get trapped here don't get trapped here because they were lovely, wholesome people. No, people. Yeah. Yes. So anyway, um, well, this would be a perfectly fair trade. Uh, well, merci beaucoup, Madame Gautier. That is amazing. Um, also, while we are here, we were also wondering if you have any more jobs lined up. You know where to find us. Well, actually, now that you say that, you have proven yourselves to be a formidable group of women, especially like after that, the um, excursion to the Feyman that, that I asked and you to Albert. do. And Albert. And and um And um, from what I hear, you're fighting ghosts now as well. Yeah. There is one particular thing that I've been wanting to do for some time, but I haven't found the right people um this would be a this would be certainly a somewhat difficult job ah oh, they're all difficult i'm so interested <laughs> so would it be uh, more would you consider it more difficult than the fame mount you sent us into in in a different way perhaps you know what it is not going to be worse 
I hope. Uh, well, not scientists. Well, before, before it's we a bit more difficult. We should. We might have plan. to renegotiate our fees. So, anyway, there was an artificer that lived in the city. Um, oh, it was some time ago. Um, that they lived here about. He'd lived in the city for about 150 years. It was a goblin, you see. Ah, um, okay. Yes. And it was interesting, though, because he, he used to mostly just make magical trinkets that he would sell and trade. I know several times industrialists approached him, asking him to make magitech machinery for the factories, but he was never interested. But then, one day, the goblin, uh, Philo, was what we called him. No one actually knew if that was his real name or not. Um, and you know, Philo just means trickster. Um, one day, he just left. No one knows where he left, went and completely left behind his home. His home's in a very, very nice part of the city, but it does look out of place. You would spot it immediately. And on occasion, over the decades, he's been kind of about three decades now, every... Every four or five years, some fools would, would go inside, usually criminals, who'd most often get, not even get past the front gardens. Um, um, and if they did, they'd come out barely alive, claiming the house was full of traps and so forth. But they, you would usually come out with some interesting small little magical trinkets that would be of value. And this is certainly something I would be interested in seeing what kind of magical trinkets might have been left behind by this trickster. Mm, I'm intrigued. Um, yeah, I would be also be very curious as to why so, he left. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, he's Fay. Fay just sometimes leave. That's that is what they do. Uh, I think we maybe should go to go and have some tea discuss this you know look at all aspects of the situation before we well, just jump head first no why do you do you not yeah, that's a good want idea. To, to do the job well it's not that i don't want to do the job a job is a job however it's we should always think about the jobs that we're going to do we shouldn't just say oh yes we we should do this um like yeah, you said, this, this person is literally called a trickster. Maybe his home is booby-trapped or something. Oh, you know? well, yeah, certainly he knows that no, his no, home, no, no, his no. home it's, is booby-trapped. He's just been told. Definitely full of traps. Yeah. So, well, what time is it now? It's about lunchtime, right? Oh, it's early. So let's go it's like, a bit. Well, then let's go and have, have second petit déjeuner yeah, then, right? So exactly. we go to the <laughs> cafe and mm -hmm. then we go and um, have some croissants mm. and we should, you know, have a quick chat among us. But uh, I think we're very intrigued. Let's just say that. Of course. I'm, I'll be here all day. Please go have something nice to eat and hopefully I will talk to you all soon. Brilliant. Let's see, madame. Looking forward to seeing you later. Oh, as I am you, my dear. So you guys head out um, to, you find a little cafe somewhere. Um, you get some coffee, you get some pain au chocolat, um, some croissant. Um, you know, it's... So Mina is straight up coming to the point because she's Swiss and she's interested in money. And there you go. <laughs> right. So, um, so she says like, well, the last time I think we got 10%. Ten No, 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 no. We got ninety percent. We got ninety percent of the, all of magical the treasure items. She took some magical we items. We got, got the magical items, okay, and we yeah. got ninety percent. Okay, 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 okay. So I just I have some questions. Why are we not taking the job? We know well, we're not quite sure what is there. Maybe we should have a. What that's. That's just what I was thinking. We don't quite know. I know the last few jobs we've gotten, we've been jumping in feet first. And each of these jobs that we will be getting will become increasingly more and more difficult. We have mm -hmm. to look at this a bit more holistically and not just for 
what's on the other end of this. Yes, it's okay. great to have gold, it's great to have the funds, but we do need to maybe just pause and think and, you know, assess the situation a bit better. Okay, so we go to the house and we look, but ultimately I think that we could take the job, yeah? Well, we, um, some scouting. So, miss. Yeah. yeah, but the this question means is that like, we are taking the job. I think the question is that, you know, in the Feymount, there was an awful lot of gold. Mm-hmm. The question is like, you know, I mean, what kind of trinkets are left there? And they're probably mostly magical items um, that she would be interested in. So like, hmm. Mm. That is true. I mean, he may not have a lot of gold. And yeah. so perhaps we could bargain to keep some of the magical items because I'm sure there yeah. would be many. Yeah. You see, this is maybe we could have for a flat rate to be paid mm-hmm. like straight out, you know? This was my thinking because this like just being able to sit down and talk about it, we're seeing other exactly. angles. Whereas if we just said we and agreed to our terms, we could have come away with very little gold. She gets all the trinkets and where would that be? Exactly. That's exactly why I uh, agreed and thought like, you know. Where better to discuss mm-hmm. this than over some second breakfast now? <laughs> yeah, we got an awful lot of gold last time, but honest, honestly, if it's just one fate, that was a mount, so there is mm-hmm. lots of fate, right? A mass, probably some treasure. I'm not sure how it works. But the one goblin? Hmm. Yeah, maybe maybe we could negotiate some kind of flat rate. For somebody who would like to give me um, a phalo roll? So we'll try and figure out yep. what they remember about goblins. I will do so. And would they have brought it with them? Can I assist? I have a plus two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you have failure? Yep. Plus two. Probabilis- probabilistically, you're better off just rolling separately. Okay. Uh, I, also- I got an 18. 16. I got an 18. Yeah, you were all two. 18 as well. So mm-hmm. I'll say uh, with that with those roles. So what you know about goblins? Goblins are famous as tricksters um, and, and artifices. They are since since this industrial age has started, many true fae that had lived in human settlements and cities have moved out because the cities have become kind of horrible to live in. They're full of smoke and smog all the time. Two exceptions of this are the dwarves and the goblins. They don't seem to mind it so much. Okay. So in a major city like Paris, the, to hear that there was a goblin artificer is not that shocking at all. And um, they love to make trinkets and they do tend to be, they do enjoy their wealth as well. So um, they would, you know, whore, not poor, but they would acquire a lot of wealth and would make a lot of money from the sale of their, of their enchanted items that they produce. Now, would they have took, took, taken, taken that with them? So that's when the thing, you, and this is where things get a bit more difficult to know, because mm-hmm. sometimes there are some fae, some clans of fairy that are migratory, and they will move from one site to another at fixed periods during the calendar year, okay? And then you have other fae that will just randomly one day leave, and mm-hmm. maybe they come back in 200 years' time, or maybe they don't come back at all. And in those instances when those fae do randomly leave, sometimes they'll take all their stuff with them. Sometimes it, 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 sometimes it, 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 sometimes it seems like they took nothing. But it's hard mm-hmm. to know because the fae can have so much by way of treasures and wealth and possessions that they might have taken a load of stuff but actually still had loads to leave behind. So it's it's it's. I'm not trying to be obtuse here. It's really yeah, difficult yeah, yeah. to know. From what Madame Gauthier did say, though, men and criminals and gangs who have managed to sneak into the, actually get into the house and get out, have always come back with like little magic items and trinkets that they've then been able to sell to make some money from. So mm-hmm. if you go in there, you could at the very least probably expect to find a couple of enchanted items that, you know, an artificer would think these are valuable and well, yeah, she trade. would think that was the yeah. deal last time. Uh, like, yeah. Yeah, but that was different. That was a mound where you were told, oh, well, there's exactly. also treasure. So something like this, mm-hmm, maybe mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. negotiate that she gets first refusal to purchase the items off you, you know? 
that that's up for you yeah. to, to to negotiate in your yeah, um, that, might be, that might be a good idea maybe a flat rate and then say like listen whatever you want to pay uh, whatever you want to buy you can buy so we are taking and we sell the rest we are Rosa. taking it we're just mm. trying to figure out what kind of payment we would like for it Justine? so perhaps we should go back and chat to josephine i think this was useful to discuss the the winnings for us so uh, let's say we go back and try and offer her a different deal Justine? uh yeah no you're was just going to finish her croissant and coffee and just stand up and be like i don't even know why we're talking about it we've been through so many things famous enchanted yeah, forest no, with melvin queen why are we discussing a goblin all of a sudden for god's sake so she's just going to stand up and just just walk towards madame gautier assertive is discussing it for payment mm-hmm. but yeah sure i'm, I'm just following so, her yeah following her okay <laughs> yeah. so you head back inside and um you see madame gautier she's just sitting there sipping her coffee her assistant's in the back pottering around with some stuff i just ah you're back so i take it you have come to a decision we- yes, I believe we have. Uh, we will take you up on the offer on the condition that we do get to keep some of the magical trinkets. Okay. What percentage were you thinking of? Well, I mean, I suppose it depends on the items. I would be more than happy to pay you for these items at a fair price. Um, if you wish to keep them for yourself, well, obviously, then they are, that that's your own payment, if you will. Um, so what are you suggesting? I think that sounds reasonable, and Gwen will turn to the group just to get their their final say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Me? Wonderful. Well, that, sounds, that sounds good. Yeah, we give you the first offer of whatever you would like. That sounds very, very reasonable. Well, listen, just before you go, Gwen, I just have a little something for you. And she reaches over and takes a, a box. For me. Um, uh, it's a small a 4 sized box, not that deep, and hands it to you. It's just a way for us to keep in contact with each other better. Oh, well, I will open it later. And inside, well, when, <laughs> if and when you do open it, it's just an arcanogram. Oh, lovely. Thank you, my dear. And Gwen will just give her a kiss on the cheek. Um, uh, Before we go, I noticed you have... Your shop is busier than ever. Perhaps you should introduce us to some of your assistants. Oh, this is uh, Farouz. Lovely to meet you, Farouz. Bonjour, Farouz. Lovely to meet you. Hello. Hi. And what you see is a um, an olive-skinned um, woman with these slightly elvish pointing ears. Uh, her hair is wavy and quite long. In, um, in kind of a, a sensible braid that kind of got messy throughout the days, uh, throughout the day. And her hair is um, uh, a dark brown, but anyone who might pay closer attention uh, might see uh, that the roots seem to have some sort of other color. Uh, and um, her eyes are uh, gold with a bit of a sparkle to them, very uh, strong set, uh, thick eyebrows, and her eyes look as, uh, her eyelashes are quite thick that look like she has almost like a natural um, uh, eyeliner on her. And um, uh, she just looks at each one of you and says, sorry for slightly accidentally overhearing, but all of you do sound a bit uh, like an interesting bunch. Um, could I also have an introduction? Uh, we, uh... Of course, my dear, and apologies. Yes, um, my name's Gwyn. Um, I'm from Cornwall, and uh, I have some magical ability um, of the folk magic variety. And um, I was actually headed to Paris when I met uh, my companions here in a small village while I was waylaid. And fate has just taken us on all sorts of adventures together. Um, my name is Justine. I'm from Ghent in Belgium. I'm a sorcerer. Um, it's nice to meet you. <laughs> and uh, you, you, you see something is kind of moving around Justine's neck. 
um, like a like a big sort of scarf, and sort of like oh, and that's Antler on the Great, and you see a fairy dragon. A, a, a oh. cat-sized um, um, fairy dragon with beautiful dark scales, whose head just pops out, um, having been camouflaged to appear like a large bulky scarf. The head has appeared out of its folds. I don't think I've ever seen that, and it's amazing. Oh, Justine! Justine likes you um, instantly because <laughs> because. Anklagon the Great is, is the baby. He is, he is the child yep. of the group. And uh, the great. Yes. He loves, he, loves, he loves nuts and berries. And if you have some, you can give it to him and you can pet him. I'll keep that in mind. Uh, Sylvia is just going to like tight reach into one of the reach into her bag, she's going to give you a little, like, crumb that you, like, nuts or something that you can feed him. Sylvia always carries snacks. <laughs> oh, um, oh, thank you. And I'll, I'll, I'll take it and I'll um, um, cautiously give it to him, not because she's scared, but out of just not wanting to like, shove it in his face. <laughs> so, just, so just, like, a gentle... Here you go if you want it. Oh, he, he wants it. He absolutely wants it. He's spoiled. Aminata. Um, my name is Aminata. I'm so sorry I noticed you earlier, but I was there was so much happening and buying new stuff. Uh, it's a pleasure uh, to meet no, you. Shopping, I love what you're wearing. Shopping for magical items is a very serious. Oh, thank you. Um it's from my hometown. I'm I'm from Damascus. Oh, I'm well, Malian and French as well. So, I, I'm Mina. Um, um, I'm from Switzerland. Um, I'm part of the giant fighters uh, from Switzerland, and um, it's very it's a pleasure to meet you. I've I've only read about Damascus in a in, in books, I never actually met anyone from from there, so that, it's a it's a real pleasure. Yeah, most of Mina's knowledge of Damascus in the Middle East would be her knowledge of the Holy Land from stories of the Crusade. And just for the record, when Mina said giant fighters, she didn't mean that the fighters are giant. Mina is tiny. Yes, they're fighters. Oh yeah, yeah. She is a tiny little. Yeah, Mina is so tiny. <laughs> tiny, tiny, tiny girl with uh, green hair and amber eyes, and um, yeah, she's like. Um, and you met my Halbert before. Um, that's the weapon yes. of choice of our of our um, order. And uh, yeah, I just gave it to I gave him to Madame Gautier to be uh, uh, enhanced somewhat, upgraded. One could say. <laughs> I'm sure he'll look amazing after the makeover. Yeah, my my um, name is Sylvia. I come from Berlin. Um, there's not much else. I I also have some magic. Um, I am a druid, so I have healing magics and magics of nature. But I kind of I have um, have also learned how to uh, remove curses as well. So this is useful. Um, well, oh, she I saved her life some... a couple of times uh, for healing. Everyone's lives a couple of times. And you saved our lives with Halber, with, with Albert. So you know it swings. Yeah, yeah we keep out. each other's backs. Yeah, we do. Yeah. We keep each other's backs. Yeah, I think we make a good team. Parus, um, am I pronounced that correctly? Just want to check. Yeah, Ferus. Ferus, thank you very much. Um. Would would the madam actually be open to you maybe coming with us on this particular one? I know you accidentally overheard, but you seem quite interested and we're always looking for more bodies to help. 
Well, uh, thank you for kind of giving me an easy leeway into this topic, actually. Um, so my overhearing is accidental, but um, I am actually curious and interested, and I find myself in a bit of a interest of leaving the city and just exploring more. So I would be interested in joining if you would have me. Oh, uh, of course. course. Um, Amanada at that point is just going to go over to the counter and try and find just like some scrap paper and is going to quickly jot down their address and say, this is where we'll be staying. Um, If you want to come over this evening, I'm sure we could maybe all have a nice meal together, get to know each other a bit more, and then we can go and investigate. Sound good? Sounds lovely. Excellent. I look forward to it. Thank you so much for inviting me to your house. You're very welcome. You have oh, a very another, nice energy. Another person to help, you know, another pair of hands. So I metaphorically, you, you know what I mean. I... Uh, it, for, Sylvia sometimes is not, uh, they don't always. Sylvia's looking, Sylvia's <laughs> looking at you. What are you going to fucking say? <laughs> I was going to say, Sylvia sometimes does not convey their true meanings as well as they'd like to. But we are all very excited to have you around. I'm sure that's what Sylvia was hoping to say. And by profession, I am a diplomat, if you haven't already guessed. And what you'd see is Amanada would have kind of similar hair, I think, to yours in that the roots are fairly dark, but the tips have shades of different shades of green. They're brown-skinned, they're wearing more typical French fashions at the moment, but their color scheme would be more inclined, will be more aligned with African colors and prints, so. Mm. Nice. Yeah. Right, so Madame Gautier. Uh, quick, have... quick question, if it takes two weeks to enchant Albert, are we doing the job before that? Are we going net, like now-ish, soon-ish? Because then I would wait to have that done after oh, the job. Well, yeah, you see, I... Discussions. I mean, we may need to. Mina is not. You you are not completely defenseless without (laughs) your your halberd, okay? Um, But he'd be handy to have around. Let's be honest. So you 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 can't. His eyes is already starting to twitch. Like, what do you mean? I cannot go anywhere. So you are without not... my emotional support, Halbert. So you you of course have the uh, arcane shard cantrip, and you are a trained pugilist. I am a trained pugilist, is... indeed. Yes, yes, yes. But it's my emotional is, support, Albert. Halbert. I don't think he's seen is ready to go anywhere without Halbert either. I think mm-hmm. it's, I think it's her <laughs> support as well. Like I agree, Gwen looks horrified at the prospect. <laughs> Okay. Well, if we're going now, I'll have him. I'll have him enchanted later. The, the oil will do for now, please. I um, yeah, I refuse to part with my emotional support. I, of course. Well, I tell you what. When you come back from the expiration, I can start the enchantment day. Fantastic! Oh, yeah. Thank you so much. Of course, of course. Right. So then she also said she goes. Um, because I'm not Europe by the counter because you'd gone up to grab a piece of paper to write down the address for Farouz. I, I, I brought it back for Farouz, yeah, so yeah. we're all kind of together yeah. again. But um, Madame Gautier, um, she takes a pen and in beautiful, elegant handwriting, like her handwriting is just, it's exquisite, you know. Um, she writes down the address that the Goblin Artificer's house is in. And you, uh, being a native of Paris, you're you you'd, you'd know this are these mod. It's it's like, it's not like the craziest. Like we're not talking quite Aylesbury Road level here. Mm-hmm. Um, for our non-Irish listeners, Aylesbury Road is one of the most expensive roads in all of Ireland in which to own a house. It is full of embassies and three plus million euro houses that are actually not that big despite being that price um so it's not quite that level but it's like still in a pretty damn nice part of the city okay right so 
with that information and with you planning on heading back um, with Ferus joining you later um, to discuss the plans, um, I think right now is a perfect moment to take a pause in our story. Another possible job for Madame Gautier and a new possible ally for the party, the um, assistant, Ferus, who had been working with their artificer employer. What this job will be, we don't know. They'll probably need to do some preparation before they can get there, but it will certainly make for an interesting tale. Join us next time to see what happens. If you enjoyed this adventure and like to know more about the world of Fair, both the system and the setting, please be sure to check out our itch.io page, fay-art.itch.io. You'll find a ton of really great products by us. There is our early release um, core rulebook, the Explorer's Guide to Fay Earth, um, a bunch of really fun one-shots, our starter adventure, Trouble in the North, a fun adventure set in Yorkshire and Northern England for a party of players from levels 1 to 5, as well as a couple of one-shots. All our adventures come with quick play guides and pre-generated characters. And there is our recently published um, game, Fey Wanderer, which we launched um, in Halloween of uh, 2023. Um, also available uh, to purchase on our itch.io page. A really, really fun game in which you play Fey on a quest for a treasure in the Fey Realm. Uh, the perfect impromptu rules light game to play when some of your friends can't make it to game night, but you still want to play yourself. Finally, don't forget that we are launching our Kickstarter in March to try and raise the funds to publish Fey Earth and bring this world fully to life, and we could really do with your support. Thank you very much.